Go to um, 2 Corinthians 3. When you, when you get there, oh, Madison's not here. We're saying anyway, remember. Yeah. I haven't finished this. I'm about to finish this. You said 1 Corinthians. Madison. 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 Madison just got to the hotel. I just got notification. Yay. Was it a ding ding or a ding dong? I don't get it. Skype in. Nope. Wait, what is it? She can listen to it later with other people who aren't here. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You guys ready? Okay. Who got touched by the Lord tonight? Good. Good. That's awesome. Thank you, Lord. One or two? Two Corinthians. Two Corinthians. What page number, bro? Page number? He's at church. He's giving the Lord his best. <laughs> Ouchie. Hey, I'm hey, sorry. My best gets a lot different than his. So. All right, you all there? We good? Yep. Who's on a digital Bible tonight? A lot of you. Hopefully, it doesn't die. <laughs> okay. Ready? So, I want to talk about the Great Exchange. Hey. Hey, you guys ready? It's going to get real in here. Here, now. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about the Great Exchange. Okay, there's this Great Exchange that happens when Jesus comes into our life. Yes? Do you guys know what a couple of those are right offhand? What is the couple exchanges that he gives? He says, give me that and I'll give you this. Okay, great. What else? Same thing. What else? Come on. Freedom for bondage, yes. What else? Come on. Peace for what? Peace for fear, yes. Great. Strength for weakness, good. What else? Keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. Come on, come on, come on. We know this. What's something you struggle with? Say it. Joy for morning. I was going to say you struggle with joy. But, well. <laughs> <laughs> joy for morning, yes. Anger for love. Yep. Beautiful. So there's this beautiful exchange that happens every single time in our lives when the Lord does a work on our, on our lives, correct? Mm -hmm. if, you have, if you've ever, like, if I can use this word, backslidden, do you guys know what that means? Yes. Like, I believe in the Lord, I'm on fire for the Lord, and then I go, go back to my old ways. Mm -hmm. Then you understand, you kind of go back to, like, how you used to be. Like, if you were angry before, and the Lord set you free from that, and you go backslidden, you kind of get that anger back in your life again, mm -hmm. right? You're, when we reject Jesus, we accept bondage. 
When we reject Jesus in areas of our lives, we accept the things of the devil. Yes? Because all good things come from the Lord only, yes? Only bad things come from the devil. Good. We're all on the same page so far. This is good. Okay. So, I want to talk about exchanges and how we better grasp these exchanges instead of just hoping that they'll happen. Okay? I want to go after these exchanges instead of just like, well, maybe. Yes? Yes. Okay. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Can everybody see okay? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, before we read it, I just remembered. This, this concept has driven me nuts for a very, very long time. What we're about to read is Old Covenant versus New Covenant. Okay? Do you, does everybody understand what that means? No. Yes? Good. Good. There's a lot of new faces, so I'm trying to play, keep a level playing ground, but then I'm going to really slap you across the face, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're at the home, so you're going to feel very convicted tonight, okay? We don't do anything halfway. Because you walked into the home, you then said, I want Holy Spirit more in my life. You didn't just walk into another church. Okay, cool. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Madison would be shaking her head right now. <laughs> okay. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendations to you or from you? You, you, you yourselves are our letter of recommendation written on, your, on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered to us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Do you understand what this is talking about? Okay, tablets of stone is what? Old covenant, law. Do we understand that when Moses came, uh, when Moses went up to that mountain, he received ten commandments, yes? I won't list them off. He received these ten commandments of do nots, correct? Do not. This was how Old Testament, Old Covenant folks lived for a very, very long time. If you still believe that that is your version of Christianity, you're doing it wrong. Okay? This is not a do nots list. This is I'm going to follow Jesus list. That's it. Game, set, match. Okay? Maybe it's the first time you've ever heard that. If you're still thinking that Jesus and being a Christian means I have to do a bunch of do nots, you're doing it wrong. And do not do that anymore, okay? If that's the only do not I give you, don't do that, okay? Yes, those are good principles, but we've talked about this before. If I follow Jesus and I fix my gaze on Jesus, will I steal? No. I can't. I won't steal. I won't break those laws, correct? Because if Jesus is perfect theology... If Jesus is also um, a promise, but then fulfills the law at the same time, all of those things fall by the wayside. And I just focus on Him, right? And they become byproducts that I don't want to cheat my neighbor, that I don't want to cheat on my wife. I don't want to do these things because I'm just focused on Jesus. If this is the only thing that you take out of this message, good. Okay? Live it out. Try it. Put it on. Yes? Mm 
put it on every single day and say, okay, I'm going to focus on Jesus because that's all that matters. Correct? Ashton knows this. She's the only one nodding her head at me. She gets this, right? If we focus on Jesus, we don't have to focus on what I can and can't do. Because I'm just being obedient to the Lord. Correct? This is not rocket science. So often we've made Christianity, okay, well, frick, I didn't, oh, shoot, I didn't do that, so I might as well throw away my entire day. No, 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 don't do that. If you didn't do something, okay, great, focus on Jesus again, because then you won't miss it next, right? There's this whole concept of I'm going to put on my cross daily, not once a week. That's right, come on. I'm not going to just put on my cross once a decade or whatever it's turned in over your life. I can't speak to that unless the Lord illuminates it to you. You'll notice that dirty laundry in this space, be careful. <laughs> yeah? Be careful. Cool, let's keep on going. Okay. But he writes it with the spirit of the living God, yes? yes. Isn't that beautiful? He writes it, what? Where does the spirit of the living God abide? in you he writes it in you do you understand that he writes truth inside of you he knits you together he knits truth in you not on stones that you can all hey here's here's the cool thing i'm gonna i'll get back to the text don't worry here's the amazing thing in the tabernacle does everybody know what the tabernacle is there's all these different spots in the tabernacle of of old covenant kind of things, yes? The final thing that you get to is the Holy of Holies, okay? The Holy of Holies is where only as very, 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 very holy, 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 and anointed person can go in. And even this very, very holy and anointed person goes in, they actually have to tie a rope around him in case he does get knocked out by the Lord in that place, okay? Let me, let me, let me, under, let me, hold on. This place is where we reside in. This, this place back in the Old Covenant is this place now. Do you understand that the presence of the Lord is here right now? Do you understand that the presence of the Lord is the only way that Andrew could speak of, hey, somebody's got bondage in this room, right? Only way that, there's, that shame was illuminated to somebody in this room. Only way, you know, do you understand this? Okay. So, when this very, very special person went into this Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant is, which also holds the tablets, which also, those tablets have the Ten Commandments of God on them, they had to tie a rope around him in case he got knocked out in that place. And died. Not just knocked out, like your friends do for fun, but like, died. Do you understand this? And then they had to drag him out. They had to drag him out. So, we have that same, same power living inside of us. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Like, if you're not pure enough, you're going to get knocked out. Isn't that a little like, oh, that makes me a little uneasy. Who is this guy who's yelling at me? Right? But I'm serious. I'm telling you the truth. They were written on tablets where you had to go visit them once a year mm -hmm. and you couldn't even have the capacity to because you weren't educated enough, neither was I. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go in there. I couldn't. 
some of the pastors that you've accepted into your lives couldn't go in there. Jaden couldn't go in there. Yeah, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw them messing with yeah, each other. <laughs> no, like some of your, some of the most anointed preachers of our time could not go in there because they weren't educated enough. Once a year. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm getting at? You have the capacity to live in this all day long, every day. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to shed some more light on it too. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Where are we? Verse 4. Cool. We're moving pretty slow through this. Verse 4. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is in who? Yes, it is. Who has made us sufficient to be ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but by the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Oh my gosh, this just makes me want to just smile and cry all at the same time, right? It's just like, oh Lord, why? Why did you feel like it was necessary to show this much goodness to us? I love how it says we're not sufficient in our own, but we're only sufficient because of who He is. And we can only be fully sufficient when we welcome Him into our lives. Do you understand that? If I don't welcome him into my life completely, and I only do it partially, what am I doing? My obedience goes out the window, and I get to decide who's God in every single decision. Right? Right? I had a I had a somebody ask me, hey, if if do I want to talk about it? Yeah. Hey, if somebody kills themselves, are they going to heaven? Somebody asked me this today. I was like, well, let me ask you a question in return. Who is God at that moment? Who is God at that moment? I don't have the keys to how long I live. I don't. I don't have that decision. I don't. If I just pick and choose, okay, I want God in this area of my life because that makes sense to me. I'll worship him. That's easy. But my time? Hmm. Maybe I'll decide what I do with that. I want, to be, I want to be the Lord over my time. Or I want to be the Lord over my relationships. It's okay to sleep with my, sleep with my girlfriend. Who cares? I'm all... <laughs> right? We have these battles. Yes, I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. Come on. I'm not that old. Okay? You understand what I'm getting at? I can only be fully sufficient in Christ by His Spirit fully living inside of me. Do I have a a loading gauge of how much Spirit is on me? No, I'm not saying that. But my obedience does have a gauge. And if my obedience gauge is at zero, I'm sorry, you probably don't have, you're probably very calloused around what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. Right? You guys know who the Holy Spirit is? Do you truly know who the Holy Spirit is? Or are we just understanding who Jesus and God is in this place? Somebody answer me. Somebody in this space, answer me. Do we understand who the Holy Spirit is? Yeah. Who is He then? 
difference? Uh, can, I, can I see the difference? In no. Who um, is he? That's it. That's all I want to know about. Who is Holy Spirit? Huh? The fire inside of us. Okay, what's that mean? He burns off everything else that comes. So, when he's living inside of us, and he starts to burn more and more because we, we, uh, we start to, what is it, fan the fire, fan the flame. Yeah. We start to give give him more because we're, we're being obedient. He then is getting brighter and brighter in our lives. Okay. So, he's fire. What else is he? You hear how I'm saying he? Everybody understand he? He is a person. He's not an it. He's not a blob that we push to and fro, that we try to breathe. Some man, there's some weird people out there. Who else is Holy Spirit? He's the middleman. He's the middleman? Okay, tell me more. He's the middleman between us and God. Yeah. Who does the Holy Spirit reveal, Mark? God. Jesus. He reveals Jesus. Holy Spirit loves Jesus. And Jesus reveals the Father, right? Oh, it's just beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, what? It's kind of like the wingman of Jesus. Wingman of Jesus, okay. Um, What's that mean? Like, um, I'm kind of a wingman too. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, he's kind of like the wingman of Jesus in the sense of like, he is always there to be like, that in between, that like that gate almost of like, hey, I'm gonna get you down. Um, yeah, he's God on earth. Yeah. Right? Plain and simple. What else? Who who else? His Holy Spirit. Come on. He's Come a on. Transformer. Yeah, he's a transformer. Perfect. Keep on giving me those one liners. What else? What's he do? Searches the depths of God. Dude, did you hear that? He God is so big that he had, <laughs> dude, he had to make Holy Spirit so that he could search the depths of him so that then he could illuminate who God is to you. That's in the Bible if you've ever read it. It's really cool. That's like crazy, right? Okay, what else? That's good, Mark. What else? He's the guider. Yes. Yeah, what's the verse tied to that? I know you know it. <laughs> yeah? He prepares the way before us on how we ought to walk. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's beautiful. Right? This is who Holy Spirit is. This is who lives inside of you. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. This is that's who He is. It's who He is. He also provides. Oh, he also anoints. Nobody said healer. No, you guys have hung out with me way too long to not say that. Come on. Healer. Yeah. <laughs> he is a healer too, yes? When the Holy Spirit touches somebody, healing happens. He's, he's prophetic. Yes? When he speaks, he understands stuff. Right? He, he comes in words of knowledge. Right? That's what happened tonight. You understand? That's what happened tonight. Yes? Cool. That's words of knowledge. That's living inside of you. It's a matter of how much you give him access to allow those things to be manifest in your life. Yes? You live in the new covenant. Do you understand this? You live in the new covenant. Therefore, you have the day.
every day. Forever. Even when you're dead, you get to still hang out with him. Isn't that cool? He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's in your bedroom at night. <laughs> That's what that first one. I, I had that. That was the best thing. He knows. He's not Santa. He's the Holy Ghost. Yes? Okay, let's keep going. Verse 7. You guys with me still? Verse 7. Now, if the ministry of death carved in letters on stone came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze on Moses' face because of its glory, which it was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the... Oh, come on. Will not the ministry of the Spirit come in even more glory? There's a couple moments in the Scripture where people came glowing. Anybody know them? They're in the Bible, just so you know. It's not a trick question. Where they came glowing. Yeah, be confident in it, girl. What is it? Moses. Moses. What happened? Just like it read. Went up to the mountain, said, All right, Lord, what do you want? I'm going to give you my Ten Commandments kind of thing. Yes? And then gets the Ten Commandments, and then he comes down what? Glowing. Literally. Not figuratively. Literally glowing. Yes, had to veil his face, which we'll talk about in a second. Had to veil his face so that the glory would not burn everybody up. Okay? He could handle it. Why? Why was Moses the guy who was entrusted with this, and why did it not knock him out? What? Okay, good. What else? That was his calling. Was this calling? Cool. What else? He was pure. He was pure? Okay, what else? He had intimacy with the Father. He had intimacy with the Father. If we have intimacy with the Father, I'm sorry, but this will be unleashed on your life. Andrew was just, me and Andrew were just talking before and said, hey, you just know when somebody's dedicated to the Lord, don't you? And like, yeah, because they got a little bit of a glow to them. <laughs> they do. They do. If you don't have a glow to them and you don't change the atmosphere when you walk into a room, I'm sorry, follow the Lord more. Sorry, was that too mean? Was that too harsh for you guys? No, okay, follow the Lord more. Do it, try it. That's the way it goes. There's another moment in Scripture where Jesus and two dudes went to the top of a mountain. The transfiguration happened, yes? If you, there's a great message out on uh, Apple Podcasts about transfiguration. Just type in, yeah, I don't know. It's a great one of my favorite sermons I've ever preached is transfiguration. And they came glowing. Why? Because of the glory of the Lord hit them. You have the same capacity. Do you understand that Moses, Old Covenant, Old Testament, where we say sometimes the Holy Spirit wasn't active. It's a lie, but hey, if you want to go there, sure, go let yourself. But it's a lie. Holy Spirit wasn't active. But hey, he came down with just some tablets. Just some rock. You ready? What are we doing wrong? We live in the new covenant. We have that spirit living inside of us. 
And I don't know about you guys, but have you ever glown? Have you ever had that much glory on you? Where you literally glue? How much more? That, that's the question it poses, right? How much more should we have? How much more should we have with the Spirit actively living inside of us instead of some stone? Right? Does that guy, does, I hope that keeps you up at night. I really do. I pray that it keeps you up at night. Because that should haunt you. It's haunted me for years. The Old Covenant, which we write off. Some people don't even preach the Old, Old Testament anymore. We just write it off. It's not even good anymore. It's not where we stand, obviously. But the New Covenant is what we're living in today. Who's seen somebody healed? Yeah, good. Good. Who's seen, who's had a prophetic word over their lives? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for touching your children. Who's heard tongues? Really? Oh, yeah. Was it here? <laughs> Who's heard tongues outside of this place? Good, good, great, awesome, beautiful. That is the Spirit of God at work. That's Holy Ghost alive and working in that space, right? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I don't know. I, if that stuff scares you, sorry, you're probably not following God, okay? <laughs> but, like, follow God. Try it, and it will follow you everywhere. Mm-hmm. It will follow you everywhere. I really messed with this this girl who was riding along with me today. I was training her. <laughs> Man, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not religious. She was like, what the heck does that mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm just a pastor, but I'm not religious. I just don't care for that stuff. She's like, well, let me get this straight. So you call yourself a Christian, but you don't follow any of the Christian. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, fo- I preach Jesus, and she couldn't wrap her head around that. I was like, how far have we fallen that people don't even know Jesus' name? Right? It's just like, follow Jesus. That's it. Follow Jesus. You don't, I don't care if you call yourself a Christian. It doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry. It's not what Jesus called us to be. It's what people were labeled in Acts. If you read your Bible, you know that. Right? It's just, follow Jesus. You're a disciple of Jesus. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Okay, where were we? Nine? Yeah. Will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? Oh, that's going to keep you up at night. If it doesn't, you didn't listen to me, right? Isn't that insane? Okay, whatever. Verse (laughs) 9. For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, which is the tablet, which is the law, which is the do nots list, correct? If there was glory in that, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in what? What does glory mean? What's glory mean? When we say, Lord, receive your glory, what's it mean? Like, like when you win something, you feel glory. You get glory? Yeah? Huh? Hold your trophy. Okay. What else? Huh? Honor? What else? Huh? Enthroning? Great. Oh, that's awesome. Majesty. Majesty, yes. 
honor. Why does it matter that we want this? It's good, and we better give it to the Lord. I don't know about you guys, but I want to glow. Wouldn't that be dope? I don't even need that stuff. Right? There's a prayer that we've prayed for. I don't know if I can say we, but I've prayed for a long time that I don't want the smoke machines here. I want the real thing from the Lord. Amen. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to have black lights so people glow. I want the real thing, man. I want it. I want it. I don't want this fake stuff. I don't want this manifestation stuff. I want the real thing the real saturation of the holy ghost oh did you uh, do you understand that the, the the israelites were guided by a pillar of smoke did you know this what from heaven that's what i want if something looks a little hazy over there i'm running that way right oh man Andrew, you got that definition, or what are you doing over there? Go ahead. <laughs> That's hard, man. Um, I'm preaching so, tonight. So it, I've got a couple. So something that secures praise or renown, great beauty and splendor, um, a state of great gratification or exaltation. So... The ministry of condemnation held some of that, but the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, will have much more of it. It's pretty sweet. Pretty awesome. All right, verse 10. Yeah? Man, we will get through this. What time are we at? Are we okay? 8.50? Heck yeah. Okay. Verse 10. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory, has come to have no glory at all because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was being brought to an end came in glory, much more will what is permanent will have glory. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. I don't even need to preach that. That's good enough. Yes? <laughs> Verse 12. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Not like Moses who put a veil over his face so that the Israelites not may, might not gaze on the outcome of what was being brought to an end, but their minds were hardened. For this day, when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Do you guys understand that when you read the Old Testament and you don't find Jesus, you're doing this whole thing wrong? Yep. Come on, say it again. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Just about the Lord providing this ark and saving his people. Do you understand this? Do you understand that the window, when he let that bird out to go see if the land's ready, was Holy Spirit preparing the way? Do you understand this? Holy Spirit preparing the way. Do you understand that the window is the one way? Do you understand that the ark is Jesus saving his people? Do you understand this? 
Isn't this amazing? Yeah. And when you read Old Testament with that lens, everything makes sense to you. There's a, there, like this says, some people just read the Old Testament as its, as its beautiful little veggie tale stories. It's not that. It's Jesus. Amen. Yes? Yeah. It's Jesus. When I read the Old Testament, I have to see Jesus, or I better read it again until I see Jesus. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. That's the only way. That's the only way. Mm -hmm. Okay? Jesus is not just a New Testament guy. He's everywhere. He has fulfilled thousands of prophecies, so therefore he better be all over the Old Testament. Come on. That's right? You know what the biggest burn that I've heard in Scripture is? is burn? Yeah, biggest burn where the writer actually burnt somebody who uh, is very kind of a big deal in Scripture is this, verse 12. Since we have such hope, we are to be very bold, not like Moses. <laughs> what? What? Not like Moses. Oh, roasted, burnt, you're done. Sit down. Yeah, right? He put a veil over his face to mask that glory. How often do we do the same freaking thing? How often do you understand the Holy Spirit's living inside of you and you're like, nope, not today. Right? I'm going to not do this. I'm not going to be obedient to him. Right? And we just vampire ourselves. We lock ourselves up in darkness instead of saying yes to the light. Do you understand this truth? Do you understand this truth? If I say I have the spirit living inside of me, I better not be a pansy. Come on. If I'm being a pansy with what the Lord's doing in my life, then I'm sorry, maybe double check of what the Lord's actually doing in your life because maybe he's not doing anything in your life because mm -hmm. you're not allowing him to do anything in your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys didn't know what you're in for when you came here tonight, huh? You're like, what the heck is going on? We worship for way too long. and then <laughs> I get so many complaints about our worship. I do. And I'm like, I'm like, sorry, we're not worshiping you. Ooh. Don't really care. <laughs> All right. Don't put a veil over your face. Don't mask yourself. Do you understand when that veil was torn, when Jesus was killed on that cross? Yeah. It released everything and we don't have to hide anymore. Come on. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that gorgeous? Doesn't this just excite you? Yeah. Doesn't this just make you want to go pray for every single person that you yeah. run into in a wheelchair and just watch them walk away? Yeah. Doesn't that make? Doesn't it just have that same urgency on it? I don't know about you guys. I could, I mean, there's so many testimonies in this room that we could we could share for hours about what the Lord's done in all of our lives. The one that stood out to me the most, and I've talked about it so often. I was walking through the mall, and I I, I saw somebody. Um, with a boot on, I asked them to take the boot off. They said, no, my, what, what's this, the Achilles yeah. on the back? They said, yeah, I, I, I tore my Achilles. And I went up and said, hey, can I pray for you? And I prayed for him, and I felt the Achilles be knit back together in my hand. <sighs> that happened to me, right? That happened to me, right? Isn't that cool? No, you guys don't think that's very cool? I'm sorry. That's freaking badass. I'm sorry. Is that not right to do that? Whatever. It's like, what the heck just happened? I don't know about you guys, but that shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to do that. 
Yep. You know, dude, right? That's crazy. That's freaking wild, right? But the Lord does that stuff to surpass your, under, your own understanding and to show that you aren't sufficient enough on your own. He is your only sufficiency. Isn't that beautiful? He is the one who fills the void, right? Blake got healed of epilepsy in this place, right? He got healed of ep epilepsy. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's been gone for two years now. Two years. We had legs grow in this place. It's like, come on, you know? I'm not screwing around with this stuff anymore. You know? I, I, I'm not screwing around with this stuff anymore. It's like, I want this everywhere I freaking go. That's right. Right? How can we bring heaven down to earth more? How can we bring that anointing into every single area of our lives? But I'm getting off topic. We're talking about exchanging tonight. <sighs> Stop hiding the glory that the Lord's entrusted you with. Focus, focus, not the dog. Ready? Yep. What are we at? 14? 13. 13. Pick it up from 13. 13. I already read that. Yeah, but you went back. 14. I gotta keep on going, guys. I can't keep on rereading re stuff. 14. Read it again. I love it. 14. You guys ever heard the Bible preached this way? 14. But their minds were hardened. For this day, when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. Do you understand that? Yes. Verse 15. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, that veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Yes. And then verse 18 says, And we all... With unveiled face, this is this better be us. This is for you, yes? But we all, with unveiled face of God, are being transformed into the same image from one degree to another mm -hmm. oh, yeah. of glory. For it comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I don't need to preach that either. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5. Whoa. Verse 21. I just want to read this. And then I want to go to Isaiah. Ready? For the sake, for our sake, he may... Gee whiz. Are you guys there? Yeah. That's good. Okay. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Do you understand that we were co-crucified with Jesus? Yes. When he was on that cross being killed, so were we. Or else he died for nothing. Do you understand this? All of our sins were pinned to him one by one. Lash by lash. Spit by spit. Rebuke by rebuke. Yes? That were our sins. Okay? And he said, okay, I'm taking these upon and I'm going to hang them with myself. Right? And then he said, alright, I'm going to go hang out in the tomb for a little bit. I'm a little tired. They really beat me up. She was. Nobody thought that was funny. Like, is this guy telling the truth? I've never read this before. <laughs> that should actually really convict you. <laughs> and then he rose three days later, and so did we. Yes? We rose three days later, too. We get to walk in this newness of life by the Spirit, correct? By a new covenant. Yes? Yes. Okay. Um, 
Isaiah 61, 3. And we'll end with this. Madison. Madison. Ooh, man, he's quick. 61, three. Don't have the tabs. Either. Madison. <laughs> Don't have the tabs. You're making fun of me because you don't have the tabs. Isaiah what? Madison. 61. Verse 3. Actually, 61 verse 1. It's okay, it's okay. We're almost done. Verse 1. 3. Verse 1. Ready? Here's where I tie the bow on this whole thing. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and to grant those who mourn in Zion and give them beautiful headdresses instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of faint spirit. They may all be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Do you understand the urgency around your life? If you don't understand the urgency of around your life, get ready because I'm going to tell you. Whatever you're going through, whatever bondage that you're struggling with, whatever circumstance you're in, I don't care. Is that very pastoral of me? No. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. I don't care because the Lord's already set you free from it. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay? He is an exchanger. He would not just say, all right, good luck, dude. He wouldn't just do that. He wouldn't slap you on the butt and say, good, uh, good luck. He says, no, I see what you're going through, but here. Here's something better. Here's something better to focus on. If you don't know what the exchange is, the exchange is Jesus. Period. I don't care if, you, if you're mourning and you need joy. I don't, I don't care about any of that. You just need Jesus. That's all you need because all of that is tied up in Him. You understand that? It's all, it's all tied up in him. You just need Jesus. And do you understand this is Isaiah 61 and this is Old Covenant? And, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Hey, let's read it again as if you're saying this. Okay? This is a prophetic word. Do you understand that? Isaiah was a prophet, so this is a prophetic over your entire lives. Do you understand that this is a promise from the living God, from the Spirit of the Lord, the same Spirit that's living inside of you? Do you guys understand this? Because it doesn't seem like you do. Like, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Therefore, the Spirit of the Lord, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, the same one that lives inside of you, has this to say. Are you ready? Because the Lord has anointed me. That's you also. Do you understand that you've been anointed by the Lord? Mm -hmm. What's anointed mean? Chosen. Chosen. Yes. When you have this anointing drip on your life, if I can say that, 
this anointing drip on your life that never stops, never runs out, you're chosen for something sacred. Yes. Only your life. And I'm sorry, if you try to replicate mine, it's not going to work. If you try to replicate anybody's in this room, it's not going to work. But it's this constant drip of this post that the Lord's called you to play on. Mm -hmm. And I can say that word play because it's a blast. Okay? So, the Spirit of the Lord said this, the Spirit that's living inside of you, and the Lord has anointed you. Okay? Ready. This is what you're supposed to do. If you are bored, this is what you're supposed to do. If you're not bored, this is what you're supposed to do. To bring good news to the poor. Got that one? Yes. To bind up the brokenhearted. Okay? Got that one? Yes. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Freedom to the captives. Yes? Yeah. The opening of the prisons to those who are bound. Do you understand that there's people on the other side of the world who are locked up in prisons and we better be praying for them? Cool. Some people even here. Verse 2, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Do you understand what that means? No? What's favor? What is favor? Provision? Yeah. The Lord's favor on your life. Huh? Gift? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a big one. The Lord's favor on your life is how much He entrusts you with stuff. Do you understand the more obedient you are, the more He entrusts you with? And then the more obedient you are in that area, He entrusts you with more. Do you understand that? Did you know that the Lord is a rewarder? That's in the Bible. He's a rewarder. So when you say yes, He rewards you with more. Mm -hmm. right and they'll take you places you never thought of so when you submit to the Lord's favor this is a good thing cool does that make sense now yeah okay everybody shake your head that makes sense yes good um and the day of a vengeance of our Lord God judgment yes to comfort all who mourn good let me shine some light on this one because some of you guys think that you're therapists. You're not. Okay? If you think you're a therapist and you're there to comfort all of your friends who got just broken up with, okay, whatever, you're not a therapist. You know, Holy Spirit is called the great counselor. Mm -hmm. When I comfort those who mourn, I say, all right, let me introduce you to the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Okay? I'm sorry, but don't be a therapist. <laughs> It's like, it's not who you're supposed to be. Yeah, I get that you're supposed to be there for people, but no, Jesus is there for people. They don't need you, okay? Is that too harsh? No. I don't think it is, because I do believe that that's truth. It's like, it's cool to go through things and journey with your friends and things, but it's not your job. It's the Holy Spirit's job, okay? And if you need to comfort those who mourn, you better pray for them. They don't need your words of wisdom. <laughs> Do you understand that? Yes. They don't need, oh man, everything's going to be fine. I'm sorry, I've heard that way too many times, and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I don't need that. I need the Lord. I need the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. speaking truth into my life, okay? That doesn't mean don't, yeah, whatever. Just chew on that one, okay? 
Comfort those who mourn, but don't be a therapist. Okay? Grant to those who mourn in Zion. Okay? Give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, and the oil of gladness instead of mourning. Do you hear that? Give to them a beautiful head, headdress instead of ashes, and the oil of gladness instead of mourning. What's the oil of gladness? It's not Crisco. Okay? They don't need fake oil. Do you understand what I mean by that? They don't need your fake oil. They need the oil of the Holy Spirit. Okay? They don't need Crisco dripped on them. They need the Holy Spirit dripped on them. Okay? Does that make sense? It's, it doesn't sound, it, it sounds a little weird, but it's true, okay? You don't know what Crisco is? It's disgusting. Don't use that stuff. Bad for your veins. Okay, so he get, when we say, okay, you're mourning, I'm going to give you the oil of gladness, which is the Holy Spirit. If you're mourning, ah, how do I put this? Lord, give me the words. If you're mourning... <clears throat> mourning is a natural response okay it's fine if you feel that way and you do need to mourn I get it feel free to mourn but don't get stuck there okay because the Lord is an exchanger mm -hmm. he doesn't let you get stuck anywhere comprende mm -hmm. do you understand and that just leave you in this pile of mourning so you can wallow and splash in it, okay? He says, no, I need to replace that, but it's okay that you feel that way. It doesn't say in the, in the scripture, don't mourn, <laughs> okay? It doesn't say that. It says, okay, I understand that you're mourning, but don't stay there because that turns into wallowing really fast, okay? And then the, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and it'll burn that area up. Do you understand that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then it won't, it won't, you won't feel that way as much. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yes. It sucks to lose loved ones. It sucks to lose friends. I understand. I get it. Okay? I lost plenty. Okay? But we have to stay focused on what the Lord is doing mm -hmm. so that stuff doesn't happen as abruptly. Mm -hmm. Okay? Do you understand what I mean by that? I'm sorry, but suicide should not happen anymore because of these people in this room. Mm -hmm. Do you understand the call on your life? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, that, sh that shit can't happen anymore. Okay? None of it. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Okay? And if, somebody if it happens to somebody close to you, you better step up and pony up. Okay? Because that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's freaking BS. I can't stand it. And it has to stop, okay? Because you're in charge of the exchange. You have that exchange inside of you, and now you have the ultimate exchange and say, hey, let me introduce you to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Yeah. If you feel alone tonight, I'm sorry, you, could, you need to spend more time with Jesus. You have to. You have to. Because I can't save you. I really can't. I can't save you. But Jesus can Jesus will be with you, but you better be walking through that valley. If you're not walking through the valley, you better get running because you need to catch up. Okay? Do you understand that? Yeah. I'm not discounting any emotion that you're feeling. 
because I feel them too. I'm human. Okay? But Holy Ghost is living inside of you, so it can't stay long. Dead things can't stay very long in you because the Holy Ghost is in you. You understand that? And then the last one, a garment of praise instead of the faint spirit. If you have a faint spirit tonight, get on your knees and worship. I don't know about you guys, but I've got a lot of things going on in my life. But when I'm in the presence of the Lord, I don't know what's going on in my life anymore. I'm attentive. I'm with the Lord, right? I don't care what I don't care what's going on around in my life because the Lord's already got it. Do you understand this? If you have a faint spirit, then get on your knees and worship. Whatever that worship looks for you, okay? Any expression can be worship. It can be song, it can be prayer, it can be art, whatever it might be. You just need to focus on the Lord with it, and it will be worship. Okay? Isn't that cool? Thank you. But you better, better be focused on the Lord. And then my favorite part, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. In some translations, it says that he may show his beauty. Right? Isn't that cool? And when it says, um, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Yes. Like your wow. displays of his splendor. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to say it. Do you understand that that's on your life? Mm-hmm. Like that's, I always go back to this because I grew up on it, but Sims, you guys played that game? <laughs> Right? That is the icon floating above your head. Right? You are to display the Lord's splendor. Whew. Oh my gosh. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? That's good news, right? That's really good news. If you don't feel like that's good news, man, let me introduce you to Jesus tonight. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Your friends who don't believe in the Lord your family members who don't believe in the Lord, your parents who don't believe in the Lord, you better introduce them to them. That's cool, right? Hey, let me tell you a story, and I hope my parents aren't listening. But my parents didn't believe in the moving of the Holy Spirit until I believed in the moving of the Holy Spirit and until they saw it in my own life. Do you understand the call that's on your life? Yeah. In Timothy, it says, don't let anybody look down upon you because of your youth mm-hmm. or because yes. of your age, mm-hmm. because of whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody look down upon you, okay? You have the opportunity to set an example for your entire family. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. If your family has some kind of illness in them, you are now responsible for watching that thing leave in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Is this too bold of me to say? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I'm sick of seeing people with cancer. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing women bald. Because it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart, man. You know? Kills me. I'm sick of people profiting off of wheelchairs. I'm sick of watching people profit off of chemo. Mm -hmm. I want to put that thing out of business. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Do you wonder, like, can you join me in this? Yes, come on. Can you? Like, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. You got no pulse tonight. Like, I want to see those places empty. I do. I want, <laughs> I want to see my wife unemployed because she's a nurse. I want to see her unemployed because I want those places to be empty. She, she is so aligned with this too. She is. She's sick of seeing it. I'm sick of seeing newborn babies with cancer already. It's disgusting to me. And that we've just accepted it as, oh, it's just cancer. It happens. No, bull crap. It's happened. No, that's freaking bull crap. It needs to go. It doesn't belong. It's not the way the Lord intended this earth to be. Do you understand? Can we take this stance tonight? Yeah. If you don't want to take this stance tonight, let me introduce you to Jesus. Yeah. I didn't get the same response out of that quote. <laughs> All right. Lord, anything else? We can't take the back seat to ailments anymore. Did Jesus ever take the back seat? No, they never. Did the apostles ever take the back seat? No. No, they didn't. They said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And Jesus said, get up and walk. Our stance mm -hmm. has to be our stance, just like we talked about a little bit last week. We have a mandate for miracles in our over our lives. Once I say yes to the moving of the Holy Spirit in my life, you now have a mandate to watch it move. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Lord, to watch Him move in your life. Yes. Yes. And now you're accountable for it because you heard this. <laughs> you didn't know that tonight. <laughs> All right? And if you're not accountable to this, man, let me introduce you to Jesus. Right? That's what I want for you guys. Right? I don't care how old you are. I don't care what background you have. Jesus picked fishermen. Come on. <laughs> Jesus picked me. <laughs> I wasn't a tax collector. <laughs> right? Jesus picked me. Dude, when Jesus picked me, I was just painting houses. What? Why would Jesus want to pick a guy like that? Why wouldn't he want to pick a CEO of like, I don't know, IBM or something to do his work? No, but he picked me as a stupid painter. That's really stupid too, right? He picked me and said, I want you to do my work, dude. That's cool. And he's saying the same thing for you. There's a reason why you're here tonight. Because the Lord wanted you to hear this tonight. Do you understand that? Nothing's by accident or coincidence anymore. Do you understand that? But, well, if, if we think coincidence and accidents happen, then we don't believe in the sovereignty of God. No coincidences anymore. There's divine Holy Spirit appointments happening every single day in your life. And it's up to us to say yes to them. Do you understand that? Every single time. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would saturate every single person in this room, every single heart in this room to do your work on a whole new level. I pray that you would pour out your anointing, that you would drip your anointing on every single person in this room, Lord. 
and that they would feel this same urge in their spirit when they see people with ailments. And Lord, I pray that, <laughs> Lord, I pray that as they walk down hallways, down workplaces, down whatever they do, Lord, that they would hear your voice and that they would go up and give people prophecy because of your voice. Lord, I pray that for every single person in this room, that they, that they would have an urgency over their lives to share you in every single place in their lives, not just on church on Sundays, not just in youth group on, on whatever days, not just at the home, but everywhere we go, Lord, would we have an urgency on us to share your goodness, to share your grace, to share your mercy, and to watch you manifest your glory in every single area of our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are and that you've called every person in this room to do that. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray that you would lift up yes, even if we're thinking no and want to say no, that you would still take over our tongue and take over our mouth and say yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. And we all said, amen. amen. I've got one last story for you, and then I'll shut up and we can, we can break. The first time the Lord spoke to me, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't really understand what was actually running through my head until I went up to the person he was talking to me about and shared it. And then I understood it was the Lord. If you take anything away from that story, don't discount any voice that's happening in your head. Okay? Only if it's against the scripture. Only if it's against the character of the God, then of God, then throw it away. Okay? I want you to move on every single word of the Lord, okay? I didn't even understand what was happening. I grew up in a, in a, in a church that didn't talk about Holy Spirit, okay? I, I didn't talk about Him. And then I met Him mm -hmm. with shaking in tongues. <laughs> and I never looked back, okay? Mm -hmm. Cool. Can I ask for a prayer? Yes. Uh, I love 